Welcome to One Shots, a Dumb Dubs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ OneShot 2.0, and I'm here to welcome you to No Rots, No Glory, a journey into the orcish side of the 41st millennium using the Goblin Quest RPG. This arc features GM Tom McGee and players Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik. What happens when the Dum Dums play a group of Gretchens trying to take to the skies of Armageddon on a stolen rocket? Nobody knows. Cause it's one shots. Goblin Quest Edition. Wah, 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 wah. After action report. Third Battle of Armageddon. It's like I've been saying. I can't quite account for it. He had me dead to rights. But then something happened. A commissar, we've been over this. You're going to have to be a little bit more specific. Right. Well, it started with a light in the sky. There are very few grots remaining, but there's still much glory to be had. Uh, the rocket is prepped. Our good friend and long-standing companion, Grassmeat, has launched, or is in the process of launching. Snippin, our other long-standing grot companion, uh, has leapt to glorious death uh, fighting a space marine sergeant, thus inspiring the orcs to fight extra hard and giving the team a much-needed success. Um... You've made quite uh, quite an inroad into getting your rocket uh, up and going, but there's still a few things that, that need doing. Um, Bedazzled Bob, I'm sorry to keep kind of sit, staying, hang tight, but that's kind of where we're at. And Canada Fadera, I feel like you're in the same same boat. Just just hanging out, top of the rocket, ready. Canada Fadera is where he wants we, to be. We are ready and braced. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Zag, there are still a few outstanding grots um, to the wind. So let's see if you can get them to uh, to rejoin the cause. I feel like, Lugi, you're not going to light this thing off until all available grots are, are aboard. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. He's got to protect his team. All right. So Zag, let's see how many how many more more grots you can you can get. <laughs> what what am I rolling? Same your sty boy roll. Same as last oh, time. Oh, same as last time? Doing the four? Oh, okay. Unless there's a different way you want to signal people, given that no, you fu- No, are you kidding me? He's just, it's just the same thing over and over in slightly different combinations. Like, Great. He's just like fucking pants. going at it. Like, he's already t- twisted his neck once. Uh, who? 5422. 5422. Two. Okay. Um... So um, you're just like waving, waving those pants. Um, I think very, uh, very dramatically. Um, you get a success, which is huge. Uh, you get something good, which is also good. Uh, but unfortunately, you also take uh, some damage. So I think as the the engines are starting to spin up, uh, you're just waving, waving those pants. Um, and if only there was a grot equivalent of Edna mode, you would know not to wear capes or wave pants anywhere near an engine. Um, I'd like to think too, I just want to add that Zag gets distracted by the space Marines coming in and just has a moment of, geez, those would be great pants to steal. (laughs) Amazing. Yes. As you're, you're thinking about 
a very different kind of gene stealing than the one yeah. space Marines normally have to deal yeah. with. Um, your your pants get like caught in the yeah. engine, but yeah. we also established He's, Zag has heard that they fight gene stealers. It's like <laughs> that's me, man. Man, I I can do it, man. Um, which is what you think as the the massive uh, kind of like exposed internal turbine starts spinning on the back of this. Um, Bedazzle Bob having like perhaps pushed a button that doesn't actually launch anything but spins it up. Um, and uh, it's not like there's an engine for you to get sucked through. I think instead you just get sucked in. Um, so in a in a blast of of khaki and denim and zippers and occasional buttons that, you know, uh, <laughs> crown that people thought they'd lost in the, in the wash, just like spring in a, a fucking like pinwheel of horror um, as uh, Lugie continues to load the engine. Uh, good news is the rest of the grots arrive uh, to, to help with, with the launch. Um, so we'll get to that uh, now. Now, um, so what remaining grots do we have? Uh, let me know who they are and how they how they arrive uh, running and keeping in mind that they're now dodging through like a, me- a swirling melee of like one unit of, of angels tied up with orcs. But like the rest of the camp is still under attack. People are fighting. Squigs are flying. Bolter rounds are just blowing holes and things. Um, yep. How, how do the rest of the grots arrive? Um, Botch shows up wearing just a bonnet. Um, and just pushing this wheel up the hill, <laughs> being like, I'm helping, I'm helping, I'm helping, I'm helping, I'm helping. Uh, Botch is evoking for me my favorite reboot scene of just like, I'll make your boots go faster. <laughs> just like, yes. fuck it up. We yeah, yeah, oh, just aces. All right. Yeah. I love it. Um, great. Uh, I think Tyler, you've got, got some of them. Yep. I've got one left so they they're on the scene now this is torfu um torfu wears no clothing um and actually he does um i must confess he does have um skid marks um uh he has uh no face um he just came out wrong um, so there's no mouth or eyes or nose. He's just a blank grot head. Uh, and he just has a paintbrush that's dipped in axle grease and he just paints various expressions on his face. Um, so he's so he's just got a clumsy looking set of eyes and a weird squiggly line scrawled on his face. It's always wet and fresh so we can just wipe it off and do a new one for just as the situation warrants. Uh, so he's kind of just like doddering around and like bumping into stuff, but he's slowly making his way over. <laughs> I guess he probably just heard Zag getting sucked into an intake because he really wouldn't get much out of the pants waving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. He just yeah. heard. He just heard a yeah, me, yeah, no me, no me. Yeah, yeah. And he's just following the mains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what Torfu's doing. He's making his way over. Great. And uh, Ryan, who from, from the morgues arrives? <laughs> oh, no, they're fucking dead. <laughs> I was just sniffing. He died. So it's just Lugie. Just Lugie's Lugie. here doing a job. All right. Uh, amazing. Um, so there's not many of you left, uh, but there's enough uh, to get it going. So the, the rest of, of the grots uh, have arrived. You still need three successes uh, to get uh, to get off off the, uh, the runway here. Um, so, Lugie, uh, how are you prepping the, uh, the explosives here? 
So Lugi uh, has has taken all of the ammo off of his various bandoliers, and he's just cranked them into the bottom of these rocket jets that when they go off, they'll just go off with a bang. Uh, and he is an ammo runt and a mech boy who works with a big mech. So he has just souped up the big mech gun as much as possible. He's stripped out the minimal safeties that a big mech will use. He's like crossed every wire so it'll just crank out the most fucking energy at the bottom. Uh, he is just trying to turn, yeah, just just hypercharge every system uh, at the base of this and just get everybody else amped for how high they're going to go. Okay. So I think what we might do is say that uh, the launch is, is occurring and this is going to all happen concurrently. So like Lugie's going to set it off, but Dazzle, you're going to tr- like press the button if you can. We're going to have to roll for it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Cannon Fodair, you're going to have to roll to hang on. Um, and uh, Botch, um, <laughs> so you, you've you've rolled in in all your your naked glory rolling that wheel. <laughs> um, you are helping. Um, yeah, of course. How are you going to help the, the rocket launch? What, uh, what, what does Botch see that? He, well, that I think he, I think probably. Done? I mean, remember that this wheel. This is their ancestral heirloom. Like this is. <laughs> Um, very it's meaningful. Family for hours and hours. I mean, a botch couldn't leave the wheel behind, and b, I mean, the wheel is a spare wheel to help things drive. Totally. So, I think botch just runs runs up, rolling that thing, just picks up the wheel and just like slams it into the side of the okay, rocket. So- so Botch is adding a spare tire yeah. uh, to the rocket to make sure of that it's fully equipped. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with Loogie first. Oh, actually, sorry. I guess I should ask. What's Torfu, Torfu doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I assume Torfu's part of this quest is just getting on the fucking rocket. Yeah. Uh, Torfu uh, does know what a clock is and can count down, <gasps> but he cannot see. So he can't. So he picks up the wristwatch uh, and just holds it to his ear and just hears the ticking, and he just starts to do a countdown with his with his fingers. Just uh, paints it on his face. Yeah, yeah, that's actually better. He's painting just big numbers on his face, just sort of like a three, wipe it down, two, wipe that down, one, wipe that down. Um, and he is also calling it out, but I mean, you can't tell what he's saying. It's just like. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so literally all the countdowns that astronauts have heard in the history of moon missions are just like yeah. shitty comms you're like oh, yeah, oh, no, that's, that's just oh, what he sounds like oh, off the mic. Need you to, oh, okay well yeah. oh shit yeah, yeah. great yeah. um yeah. i guess my question is is he gonna try and get on the rocket after that or is he just ensuring that the countdown happens <laughs> oh yeah he'll, he'll do five he'll do like the five four three two one and then he'll just like run forward and with his arms open and just grab something and maybe, open. I love it. And maybe uh, maybe it'll be a rocket. Maybe it'll be a blood angel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think then the order of events here is probably um, countdown, ignition, wheel, button. Does that sound right? Oh. The question is, are we rolling for the countdown or are we rolling for him grabbing the rocket as it takes It's off? all one action. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's not like mm. it, the countdown will just fail and you don't. 
go. It's, it's all. <laughs> we just refuse to leave until someone yeah. counts down. <laughs> he gets to two and dies, and everyone's like, yeah. "What comes what after two? We're all Off doing what? this, or we're not doing it at all. Do it right or stay home." Yeah. I mean, <laughs> truly a military genius. Admittedly, yeah. has picked up commissar's tricks like Hundo oh. um, You all better watch out, or I'll shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I think actually I may have fucked this up. I think it's probably countdown wheel ignition button. Does that cool. make sense? Yes. Because I feel sense. like botch feels yeah. like the the wheel the wheel is probably happening concurrently to the countdown. Like yeah. you've got to get the spare tire say. on before we fly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's start. He's just the- racing to beat the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's start with the countdown. I feel like, yeah, Botch, you wouldn't panic until you heard Saw the countdown on, uh, on Torfu's face as as uh, Canifidere cr- like clutches the the nose. But Dazzle just like sits there waiting to bop like you're playing fucking Simon Says, uh, and Lugie continues to rip safeties off of already wildly unsafe weapons. Um, so uh, Tyler, let's go ahead and roll for that countdown. So. Uh, I know you didn't uh, stat these guys out with our complicated character builder, yeah. but I think you said uh, Torfu understands numbers. So, like, giving you a point for that. Um, okay. Point for just action. Um, yep. And I think I'll give you one for the watch. Like, you guys did the work. I feel like you, okay. you deserve to to reap the benefits. Um, All right. And laura rolled a something good um last round um when dear sweet uh zag the pants snaga uh <laughs> met his doom so go ahead and add plus one uh to your rolls okay the most so these, vital part of the launch gets the plus yeah. ones like good work everyone these total out to a four a three and a six hey. factoring in hot hey. damn all right one. closer yeah. to launch um, four, the four and the three cancel each other, so we're only counting the six. So, yeah, that countdown's pretty fucking good. But, Botch, oh, no, you hear the countdown, and they don't have a spare tire. What happens if they get a flat? Helping faster, helping faster, helping faster. <laughs> All right, so um, I, I'm getting the sense that Botch likes to help. Yeah. Well, so. Botch is, yeah, and Botch is repair crew. All right. And so Botch point- is very excellent, like, like, um, uh, he's like very good at driving things, specifically wagons. So like this is like getting this wheel on is like All right. forte. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll give you, I guess, three on that or four. Three, I, I think. I think three. I, yeah. Yeah. What is a rocket if not a wagon for another time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, six, four, three. Wow, 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 wow. Hey. Twin rolls. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, botch, you run up and like it's 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 a thing of beauty. Like you just you see the spot where you could just jam this wheel, like the, the broken axle piece in, and you mm-hmm. do you give it a, you give it a proper spin. Um and yeah, that is that is a well secured wheel. Um so you're feeling good. You have you have helped. Uh the mission will be a success now. <laughs> All thanks to Botch. <laughs> so Botch just, I imagine, just runs around the rocket now saying, I helped, I helped, I helped. Where 
We're bored. We're bored. We're bored. We're bored. <laughs> As Torfu continues to like paint down the numbers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, amazing. Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. We've hit uh, uh, two, Lugie, which is time to, to ignite that shit. Mm. Yep, um, so Lugie standing with the, the big mech gun all ready to launch the whole thing. He takes off his commissar's cap and he takes off the cape. Uh, and uh, what's the name of the guy on the, the nose of this stupid thing? Cannon uh, Fodair. Cannon Fodair. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, Cannon Fodair. You got to show everybody that the Red Gobbo can fly. Uh, and he wants to just throw that gear up so that somebody with the costume is on on the tip because that's the, the Clutch's secret goal is showing off the Red Gobbo. <laughs> uh, and then he just leans down and I'm picturing just like a huge fucking gun that he could barely get his arms around. So it's just like the stock, but it's taking both arms all the way. He's got like a full hand gripping the trigger. Uh, and he's just going to look over at Torfu as Torfu gets on and be like, you know the funny thing? I can't read! Uh, and then just pull the trigger because he could not understand the countdown. So I think, obviously he's trying, so it's a dice. Yep. Uh, he's a big mech boy, so I think that's mm-hmm. another one. Mm-hmm. He's an ammo runt, and he built his ammo into this, so I think that's yep. another one. Uh, he's tried to inspire Cannon Fodair into uh, be, being something impressive. And I would say he's not wearing the commissar's hat and cape, but the spirit of them feels like it's pretty present, Well, if, and, if that's allowed. And you can only survive uh, this blood angel assault if you're not here. That <laughs> is correct. You're here, you will die. <laughs> that is five times. Jesus. Is that a wow. record for our, our game so far? Yeah, I think, I think so. That's the yeah, highest yeah. roll. That is a six. A five and, and three twos. <laughs> oh, no. Um, amazing. So um, you uh, you yell all of that, and um, you've always wanted to fire a big Mex gun. You're obviously you'd never be allowed to do this, but like you pull in, and oh my god, it's so satisfying. And it just starts like punching holes in the dirt, like it is just firing, and it's it's a fucking thing of beauty. Of course, it doesn't make the rocket go. Because it's a gun shooting the ground, but man, do you feel like your entire little like grot body? I mean, you're you're jacked, but like you know, your your muscles are wobbling, like you know Schwarzenegger in slow mo. Um, but uh, having heard uh, the the yell and the countdown and the gun going, uh, bedazzle Bob, it, it falls to you. Go ahead and roll to hit ignition. Um, <laughs> it's early because Lugi can't 
read, so he didn't know what number it was, <laughs> and is thus in the way. Um, but go ahead and, and roll for <laughs> roll for launch. Yeah, and I think it's as as Bedez Bob goes to push the buttons, like it's button time, it's shiny button time, because there's the gunfire and all of the empty shells just glistening in the in the light, just coming over the sides of the of the yeah. rocket. It's like the Matrix shot where they're under the helicopter and the bullets are raining. It's just exactly. like it's beautiful, it's slow, it's shiny. Yeah. You see grass mm-hmm. meat in the background riding a rocket. Not yet, man. Not yet. Not yet. Hanging oh. out of that. I thought he was in the air. Not yet. Right. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> so I get one for trying. I get one for liking shiny things. <laughs> and you're using the colander as a steering wheel. I'm using the colander as a steering wheel. This is true. And, you know, their their clan is good at holding things. So that is pushing a button, holding a thing. <laughs> is it holding a button down? <laughs> Holding a button down. I mean, to I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you because it's the final episode. <laughs> yeah. But also, if this thing launches, you will be holding on very hard. Uh, <laughs> there are no seatbelts in, in this, so it is not up to code. So yeah, I'll give it to you. All right, here we go. Let's see what this does. Oh, it's terrible. We're using luck. We're using luck. <laughs> it's awful. It's a what's, terrible, uh, terrible role. What's Bedazzle Bob's uh, lucky tooth situation? Bedazzle Bob's lucky tooth is all of this this necklace of pieces of metal. And as the ruckus is going on, they just fly up and and they swallow all of these pieces of metal and teeth. <laughs> And it's just like, button. <laughs> they're trying to push buttons. One of Choking. them was a different Grotz lucky tooth that just happened yes. to be on your necklace. There you By go. swallowing it, you get the luck. Oh, it's still not good, but we're taking it. One five. Oh. Yep. One four and two threes. Okay. Someone's going to have a bad time. Okay. Cool. Um, okay, so, well, I mean, I can tell you who it is. It's Loogie. Um, <laughs> this four and three cancel each other out, right? Yeah. Um, so it's a one. three and a five. Then. Yeah. So the rocket ignites, uh, and as Loogie is sitting there firing the gun, um, that vomit fuel just ignites. It burns through what's left of uh, Zag the Pants Snaga. Um, <laughs> fire shoots out the sides in like a giant spinning burning pinwheel. Um, and then fire blasts out the bottom, incinerating Lugie like he's Sarah Connor in that fucking dream sequence in Terminator. Can I can I throw something even weirder in based on lore yep. that I've always loved? Uh, the, the mech gun is firing just blue bolts of energy, and there's this intake at the back, and it's just sparking. And then Lugie just gets drawn in uh, and blasted through as matter because a bunch of big mech guns are actually fueled by eating grots and then turning them into like warp energy. <laughs> so Perfect. He goes out as fuel. Wow. And with that, uh, the rocket blasts the fuck off. Um, Torfu and Botch, you leap on board dramatically. Um, <laughs> and Ken and Fodera, suddenly you are you are pulled uh, hard against this thing as, as it kicks. Um, Meanwhile, uh, Grassmeat, uh, your rocket has launched. Uh, you are sailing through the air heroically, um, but you see another rocket also launch. Um, and you and your friends on this rocket have to avoid that rocket or it's going to be real bad. <laughs> so Grassmeat, I'm going to need you to roll before we roll for Cannon Fidair, Okay. Um, oh to see if you can dodge this rocket with your rocket. 
uh, Grassmeat turns on his uh, left turn signal on the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine this whole scene with like. Uh, so I'm using two dice for this because he's an idiot. Um, uh, and you and, get a minus one. <laughs> and a minus one. So factoring the minus ones, these become a two and a one. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a long, long time. Um, okay. Amazing. Uh, that's very funny. Uh, Can Fader, um, go ahead and uh, roll to uh, to hold on. Just yeah. hold on to that fucking rocket. Cannon Fader is at the tip of this rocket looking like a, an M. Bison figurehead uh, because he's not wearing the hat and the cape and he's still got his fancy vest. Um, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. Um, so because he has to be first, I think he's going to try and get out of the way before Grassmeat does. Like he's, <laughs> it's his idea to get out of the way. And because he's smart, because he's smarter than grass meat, he's actually going to be at the tip of this rocket and just leaning all the way to one side, trying to use his little itty bitty grot weight to like manipulate off the side of a sailboat. Yeah, yeah, to like manipulate the trajectory of the rocket. All right. Um, uh, dare I say, Tom? He is wearing. I was going to say yes. Thing. I was hundred percent. Yeah, of course we're giving him that dice. Yeah, you best believe. I love this uh, fucking game. <laughs> oh, that's my count has that at three. So we'll go one. Oh, it just rolled a third one here. One. That's a D8. This app is great. One, two, <laughs> um, And Tyler, uh, I'm going to give you uh, a plus one to these because Dell got a secret success. Like she got one success over what we needed. Okay. Uh, so I feel like you guys should get some mechanical benefit from that. So I'm going to give you a plus one to this roll. So I've, that, that puts it to a six and two threes. Should I re-roll with a tooth? Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it could be worse, success, but it could then... be better. You got the I'm plus gonna... one. I'd say go for it, baby. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. orcs, man. Orcs don't fucking yeah. don't wuss out. You fucking I roll that No bones. glory, baby. All right. I'm going to use the tooth. Um, hit four what's uh, Canafadera's uh, <laughs> lucky tooth? Uh, it's uh, um, um, he was a little um, hasty in removing uh, the mustache, and so it comes with a little human tooth that he just kind of picks out of there. <laughs> like, ew, what's that? And he just like tosses it to the side. <laughs> Holy shit! So, with the plus one, it becomes. A, I'll do it from lowest to highest. It becomes a five, a six, and a seven. <laughs> um, so, yeah, seeing uh, Grassmeat flying towards you um, and, and inspired uh, by, you know, the, the legacy of, of the Red Gobbo, uh, you, you just crank, crank the rocket as hard as you can. And sure enough, you manage to dodge out of the way um, and Grassmeat's rocket just soars majestically inches, um, inches from it. Um, oh, like I can fall there. Just waving. <laughs> um, my question for Botch uh, and Torfu, do you think either of you would get dinged by the rocket? You don't need to roll anything. Uh, just you got on last and are kind of hanging on by a thread. Pure chance with Torfu. Who look, knows? Look, <laughs> uh, Bosch's defining feature is that he fails at everything except for anything to do with wagons. So 
Uh, amazing. So, uh, Botch, I think uh, you noticed that the wheel is wobbling. So yeah. you did one of those like really impressive, like you know, trying to fix the the train while still going. You like crawled back with a wrench in your mouth, and you, you straighten the wheel, and the wheel is just spinning. And it's so good. And when this thing makes landfall, glorious landfall, it's gonna oh, yeah. be just the best. At which point, uh, the Grassmere Goblin Rocket just fucking decks you um, and you get stuck on like one of the the little um, like tail fins. Fins, yeah. And you're just bent around that. You're still alive. You're now holding on to it. Uh, I'm, dying, taking... I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. Tyler, do you want to roll a die to get our random Torfu just on a four plus he oh, stays yeah, on yeah, yeah. one to three fucking okay. dead? Yep. This 100%. actually, this does have a coin flip thing. So let's just oh, flipping. Oh, do a coin animation. Tails. Now I didn't decide what heads or tails do. <laughs> heads he stays tails he goes cool we'll flip again it's tails he goes (laughs) he gets caught up in it we loved you um all right so uh torfu you here i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying naturally being like the most empathetic and probably hungriest of the cannibal brats (laughs) yeah um you you take a brave leap um and i think land on the back of it like that uh you know dramatic like you know dark knight returns way where like you know like you don't have anything to flap off the back of no. your, you know your paintbrush dramatically spilling oil um and uh, skid mark is spraying behind yeah, you yeah. <laughs> you take uh, the three of you take uh take he starts at the ride. tip of the new rock and just slides down and just shit stream goes down as he slides on his ass describe describe for me what uh the last ride of grass meat torfu and botch um you're you are headed for um there's a, a squad of, of blood angels not in in are you gonna hit in the camp or on the battlefield probably in the camp uh, right yeah the, your, yeah your, probably your yeah. So well, our our heroes are rocketing over the battlefield, up out of uh, out of the camp, and uh, up over the battlefield. Uh, you rocket back into the battlefield, and in a, a swirling melee of mostly mech boys, we've established because they're the only ones who work at this camp. Um, a pain boy, um, a, a kill can, a bunch of random squigs, um, and uh, just a bunch of uh, you know an, an earless marine, and just a fucking bunch of orcs a rocket comes tearing towards them uh what uh mm. what is what does this this last ride look like before you smash into literally every character we've met to this point uh grass meat still under the impression that this is the rocket that we're taking to leave um uh uh they <laughs> there's the din of combat all around but they do just hear a very stupid sounding grunt so like beep beep and he's just waving <laughs> Like get out of the way, get out of the way to them as his ro- as the rocket just like careens towards them. Uh, uh, last last moments for Torfu and Botch. Uh, Grassmeat turns over to Torfu and says, uh, "Hey Torfu, how do you breathe if you don't have a face?" Uh, and Torfu draws a face of horrific realization uh, and suffocates before impact. <laughs> Doctor, I am Hagashi. <laughs> Watch. 
when you've recovered. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is your, your final moment? Um, because Botch fails at at everything, Botch can't even die properly on this rocket, and falls off of the little. Uh, the, what's it called? It's the fin. The, the fin. And it's like, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. Uh, but then the remaining squigs that ran away just pile on and just tear Botch limb from limb. And uh, as they're feasting on Botch uh, behind them, uh, kind of in, like they're in, in silhouette in, in the foreground behind them, uh, we see the last ride of grass meat. <laughs> despite the signal, and despite saying beep, beep, all three <laughs> legal ways to indicate intent, um, the rocket just slams in. So as these squigs are tearing Botch apart, um, and the final bonnet of um, uh, Orcagon uh, Trail is, is torn up, um, the rocket hits, and it's just like one of those like giant red, like, you know, like not quite a mushroom club, just like one of those like big red blasts, just like, you know, Marines are tossed through the air. Um, orcs just splattered everywhere. Um, and uh, it was, it was a glorious ride. It wasn't quite riding with style, but it was falling with style. Meanwhile, uh, aboard the good ship, we never bothered to name it. Um, uh, Canfader, you are you're riding up front, cape flapping behind you, uh, cap uh, squarely upon you. Uh, you've rolled spectacularly well, so you're you're in it to win it. Um, Bedazzle Bob, you're mm -hmm. rapidly realizing that uh, the colander is not allowing you to steer, and you may not be like we've established. You have like really good focus. Mm -hmm. You're noticing that like, despite how souped up this thing is, the rocket's trajectory is not continuing up it's starting to arc down uh which is not ideal for your your situation um mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what, what do you do as a pilot to try and correct the trajectory i i think this is the, the grats trying to use the power of the orcs of, of just mm -hmm. believing believing that's gonna work because their whole thing is you know yep. if we accomplish this we'll, we'll be big we'll be big think big <laughs> So Bedazzle Bob is just holding on to that colander and steering it just with all of their might believing. And as the as the rocket starts arcing, it's like doing a Superman off of a bike, just just body floating, holding on to the colander, which is also floating, just all of it suspended in air. Spectacular. Trying to believe. All right. Uh, so go ahead and roll. I think that's probably three um, okay. oh my God. for like. And you know, it'll give you a one for the power of the wah. Yeah. Uh, tapping into the the the. I'm gonna the deep believe that this is orcs. gonna work. Your muscles are growing as you're holding on. Like by tapping into this this depth <laughs> of of orc uh, mysticism, you've got good odds. Oh, I got a four, a five, a five, and a six. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> you um faster than than uh, you know many orcs before you your your muscles begin to like tense like as you're gripping it like your hands are are, are like suddenly it's it's just like you you got too many steroids too fast like your arms are rippling um you're pulling it and again 
no Imperium science could possibly explain this, but the trajectory of the rocket shifts. And instead of just arcing directly up and down as you were, it begins to level out a bit. Um, and Cannon Fodere and uh, Bedazzled Bob beneath you stretches um, the battlefields of, of Armageddon. Uh, this war will continue on long after this battle. Um, it will become a planet uh, caught in a constant deadlock um, until the uh, Eternal Night settles down upon the galaxy, at which point the original lords of this planet, the forces of chaos, will return and attempt to seize it once more. But for those fighting below, this is it. And for their history books, the third war for Armageddon ends here. And beneath you, you can see Imperial Guard regiments clash with orc boys. You can see squigs running loose. Uh, you can see massive artillery shelling the shit out of things. Um, salamanders with their giant flamethrowers just marching forward um, with a tide of fire, a, a desperation in their ranks as they try and preserve the last vestige of humanity on this cursed planet. You see blood angels in a frenzy tearing through orcs with the chainsaw, but falling as knobs fall upon them, just fire on both sides, pouring into this battle. Um, but of course, the, the centerpiece, you see the massive mechanical body of Gazkul Urukthraka, more machine than orc at this point. Uh, his massive broad shoulders with a massive standard behind him, huge, like big shooters strapped to his arms, massive power claw, just fucking making war on Commissar Yarik um, and his, his retinue who are, are bravely facing him but are just being absolutely decimated and slaughtered. Um, and Bedazzle Bob, um, as the rocket begins to fall, slowly you begin to slide away from it, still holding your colander, mm -hmm. uh, your arms growing stronger, uh, your, your body starting to feel tense against your flesh. Um, and knowing that you've, you've managed to steer it, uh, steer it true, you're, you're able to let go. Uh, plus, there's so many fucking shiny objects beneath you. You just yeah. can't help but look. I think it's just looking at, it would be a close-up of Bedezlebob's face with all of these eyes, and all the eyes reflecting all of the explosions going on. <laughs> and just, it's it's so beautiful. Uh, and with that, you kind of just drift back away from the rocket as the rocket flies. Um, Ken Fader, uh, you are, of course, up front. you got to be first. Yep. And and indeed you are, and you see him. You see Gazkol Urkthraka, who indeed uh, is is a uh, you know high fashion for for uh, orcs. Uh, who wouldn't want a giant metal body made of nightmares? Um, but also, you you flew specifically uh, in his honor, and you can hear shouts from beneath you of, "It's the Red Gobbo! The Red Gobbo! He's going to get you, Spice Marine!" Um, and you realize uh, some part of you, perhaps not fully understanding what, what the Morks were after, you, you've achieved their goal. You've brought um, the, the, the glory of the Red Gobbo to this battlefield. Um, as uh, without your erstwhile pilot, uh, the rocket uh, begins to fall and it is, it is arcing uh, down now. But honestly, you've done what you set out to do. You've, you've paid tribute to Gazkull on this is, is the eve of his duel. Um, you, you got here and, 
you got to be first the first grot in space kind of not really sort of um and uh as the the rocket veers downward um you can see it's starting to nosedive and you know being on the nose that this is this is bad news for you um when you start to hear a weird whistle off the back of of the uh, the rocket like is is this piercing odd whistle kind of going <laughs> and as you look there's a spinning wagon wheel that's just fucking with the trajectory of the rocket enough uh, that it begins to to turn and spin ever so slightly. Um, and as the ground approaches, uh, suddenly the nose is no longer facing directly down. The entire thing begins to tilt up ever so slightly, meaning that when it hits, rather than being crushed under the weight of your grotly ambition, you are thrown free and you soar majestically through the air. Uh, thrown from the rocket as it detonates behind you. It's a classic like action hero, you know, being <laughs> blown away uh, by fire. Uh, what is what is your thought as you fly? Uh, I th- I think it's <laughs> I think it's about how proud Gazkol must be. Amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We did we did it for you, big guy. Commissar Yark oh. knows he's fucked. Um, he's fought Gaskell before. Gaskell actually took him prisoner, tortured him, set him free for this exact moment. And as strong as the Commissar is, as strong as his will is, having defended Armageddon now twice against the, the legions of Gaskell, there's just something about the unrelenting green tide of the orcs that even someone as, as full of grit and power as Commissar Yark uh, simply cannot defeat. Um, with the orcish weapon he's grafted onto his arm, he continues to block Gazkull's attacks using Gazkull's old claw against him, firing bolt pistol round after bolt pistol round at close range into the monster's chest. But when Gazkull set him free, he told him he wanted to meet on the battlefield. And now Yark knows why. Because there was never a world where he walks away from this. But damn it. He warned people for years this would happen, and he owes it to the people of Armageddon to fight to his last emperor's damned breath. But then he saw a light in the sky, and they say in various corners of the galaxy that uh, the emperor, whether in this realm or some other, can appear as a comet in the sky, can appear as a light in the sky, and lo and behold, as Gazkull reached back with his massive claw in a killing blow that Yark knew he knew lo- no longer had the strength uh, to repel. Gazkull slipped. And off balance, Yark saw his opportunity. He stepped through, reached deep with his claw, tore deep into Gazkull, and tore out machinery and organs. The orc war boss, the mighty prophet of Gork and Mork, stumbled backwards, slipping and falling. Strange for such a sure-footed creature. Strange for one so mighty. And if you were looking as Gazkol Urkthraka fell backward into his horde, as he was whisked away from certain death, you might have seen a smear on the bottom of his boot. A smear wearing a very nice vest a red cape, and a small cap. 
After all, no grots, no glory. Our No Grots, No Glory Goblin Quest Adventure features our GM Tom McGee, along with players Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borovic. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the One Shot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers, at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R, on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunderhorse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. Or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. I'm DJ OneShot 2.0. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to smash that subscribe button and show your love to OneShots. Wah, 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 wah. Epilogue. <laughs> the forces of chaos descended on Armageddon as a sort of homecoming. Cut off from the rest of the galaxy, the remnant Imperial and Orc forces were caught unawares, neither being aware of the history of this cursed, chaotic planet. Gazkull, long gone, left, off on further conquests, Commissar Yark chasing him across the galaxy, his orcish white whale. The forces that remained locked in eternal battle over the ashes, the corpse of this world, turned in horror as chaos descended upon them once again. An unlikely alliance was struck then between the commander of the Imperial forces and the orc warlord commanding the planet. Two people who could not have been more different, mortal enemies who had fought each other for generations, turned as one to face the eye of chaos as it opened upon the planet. And the remaining Imperial Guard stood shoulder to shoulder with the mightiest war boss the planet had seen since Gaskull himself. The Dazzle Bob, war boss of the Orcs, got a little distracted by how many shiny things were in front of them, but then took a deep breath, focused, as he had so many times over the years put his colander squarely upon his head and let out one final mighty wah. And together, the remnant forces charged into the maw. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Forgive me, Father. For I've sinned. It's been six months. Since my last confession. What would you like to confess today? I have decades of failings I could recap here. Today, I want to confess the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, okay. Uh, lots to unpack here. I can be kind of a crap husband. I took eight years of my life and lit it on fire in a matter of five hours. So I did what any self-respecting father would do. I am. <laughs> Lightly dosed his Gatorade with a powerful laxative. And I guess sorry for making out in the confessional. Since confession is about talking to God, I felt he had a right to know what you've done. What I've done? What did I do? Are you kidding? Do you love Emily? What the hell kind of question is that? Well, you're not going to absolve me? That's the whole point. Please leave the sacrament to the professionals. Where do you get off talking to me like this? <clears throat> Excuse me? What the f- Who is there? Forgive Me, a comedy podcast from Rogue Dialogue.